you know. Amen. Well, like I said, that just was an open introduction. Amen. Amen. Well, turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1. We're going to read verse 5 through 8. And then again, we're going to read verse 4, 17 through 20. And we will begin our teaching. Verse, I'm sorry, James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. 5. If any one of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Okay, I did a teaching on that last week. If you wasn't here, pick up the tape. Let's read Romans 4, verse 17 to 20. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken? So shall thy seed be. 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. This is in verse 21. 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the reading of the word. Today, the Holy Spirit will focus on the answer to wavering faith. Wavering faith can be strengthened, strong, steadfast. Abraham's faith was strengthened when? When he believed the promise. When he believed the promise. I have made you a father of many nations. He believed. Now we all know his back past that he believed God at first and it seemed like God was taking his own time doing it and he got 
you know, it didn't have ran out of patience, and he decided to help God, you know, the mistake that he made there. But now, his, he had a change of heart because God will never, ever change his mind. Just because you change don't mean that God helps change his mind. Yeah. God promised him that that seed will come from him and him only. Through him and Sarah, he tried to help God. But God said, no, okay, you messed up. But the, when once God make a promise, he will not change his promise. It's what it is. He's the Lord that God, he changes not. He said, Abraham, I made a promise, and this promise is going to stand. I don't care if you're a thousand years old, you have to bring forth that seed. Okay. Now, the Bible said, now, Abraham, faith was strengthened, strong, steadfast, unmovable. When he believed, he believed it. He really believed it in his heart, in his mind, in his emotion. A lot of times you have to get your emotion to believe God's word. I was reading and God said to me, we need to line our emotion, our faith, our natural mind up with faith. The promise. Let them read the promise and worship God until the promise takes over your flesh. Amen. See, when my flesh believes the promise, my spirit believes the promise. When I get my flesh believe the promise, I have no fight with my flesh. I have no war with my flesh because we all believe the same thing. You get that? Because the problem that I don't know about you, but what I was having with my flesh warred against the promise. But when you line your flesh up, your natural thinking up with the promise, then you have no problem. You walk around fully persuaded that what God has promised, He was also able to perform it. When you have your flesh, your flesh lined up. With the word. Okay, I want that to say again. Abraham's faith again was strengthened when he believed the promise. See, when we believe the promise, when we really believe the promise, we all can say, I believe it, but can you stand on what you believe? Do you move away from what you believe? Do you maintain what you believe? Regardless of how impossible the situation may seem, you know if God made a promise, that promise can never return to God void because we all know that God and his word are one. And God used words to, to make a promise. And we know that every promise that God made, God is in every promise. So God will never return to himself, Lord, are you kidding? Yeah. He was bold, he made this statement, he said, my word, me, I, I, me and my word are one, go forth. I will accomplish because I have omnipotent power, I possess all power, I can do whatever. My word said it would do. Because all the power that we need to fulfill, all the power that we need to fulfill the word of God is in the word of God. Yes. I don't know about you, but this is it. He believed 
what God has made him. See, a lot of times, we do not believe what God has made us. See, he, he says, I believe you made me just this time, God. I believe it. I believe that I'm more than a conqueror. I believe I can conquer this situation. I believe it because God made me more than a conqueror. I believe I can overcome this because God made me an overcomer. I believe I can do it. I believe that I can stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I believe that I can do it. I can believe that I can be steadfast, unmovable, trusting in the word of God. I believe it because what the word says. The word says I can do all the things. Why? Through Christ. Through Christ. Christ, what Christ going to do in me? Through Christ that strengthened me to stand. If I was strength come from the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, they all are the word. You cannot separate God the Father, God the Holy Spirit from the word. They all are one. They all dwell in that word. That's what makes the word so powerful. Just how God of the world Who's your God? David said the word is so powerful. When I hit it in my heart, I stop sinning. Ah. See the word, you continue sinning, you need to hide something. You need to hide holiness. You need to hide righteousness in your heart so it can stop sinning. So word will guide you, will lead you. But we have the Holy Spirit in us. The Bible says, if you see in the Old Testament, David, the Bible says, David said, the word is like a lamp. What is a lamp unto my feet? The light unto my pathway. But you know, the New Testament people can say, the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, if you be led by the Spirit, where is the Spirit? Dwelling in each one of us. Say, so if you be led by the Spirit that dwells you, inside of you, you will never fulfill the loss of your flesh, but you have to be led by the Spirit. What Spirit? The Spirit of the Word. The Bible said, my words are spirit and life. We be led by the Spirit and life of the Word of God Almighty. You will always walk in victory. Nothing would be able to overtake you. Why? The Holy Spirit would not lead me into an area that I cannot get myself out of. The Holy Spirit would not lead me into destruction. It would warn me. It would tell me. It's up to me to disobey the Holy Spirit. But if the Holy Spirit is leading you, He knows your down setting you up rather. He knows what lies ahead of you. He go before you and he order your steps. He said, go another direction. Yes. Yeah. So Holy Spirit. Oh my God. God have given us something that very few people, I don't know, realize what you have. It is. Yeah. You holding hope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Life. We have no hope, but hope in the word of God. David said, um, you know, I, I one time in this life, David said, I, I know it's hope, but when I read your word, I can hope again. I can live again. Your word give me hope. Change my life. This word is so powerful because it's God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, 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 it's God Almighty Himself dwelling in His Word. Yes. And yeah. He dwelling in us. Yes. He lives in us. Our body is His temple. I just want that to say for you to realize you're not alone. You will never be alone. You no. will always have help. Your help dwells within you. Yes. 
He don't have to come from heaven. But I'm already here. Living in you. He believed that the power of God's word could make the dead live. He believed that. He said, God, you can make the dead live again. I believe you. The word of God has the power to make alive. You know that when, it, when the word of God, the power of the word of God, the Holy Spirit, when it raised up Jesus from the dead. See, he said, I believe that God has possessed the power to make the dead live again. I believe it. You believe it. You witness it. By reading the word of God, that the power that raised up Jesus from the dead, what power? It was God, omnipotent power, possessing all power. He raised Jesus up from the dead. He said that same power that is through also dwelling us. God knows. I can understand what it said. Salvation to the new generation is nothing missing, nothing like it, and nothing broken. We are awesome people. Honest to goodness. We are the last of the last that will walk this earth in such power and authority. We allow the devil to get away in our life. Why? Because of a lack of understanding the word of God and who you are and who is dwelling in you. God equipped the church. He said, I will give my church power. He said, gates of hell will never be strong enough to hold out against my church. My church will walk in power. Nothing can overthrow my church. You have to overthrow yourself. No demon, no devil can take you out. You know why I read your Bible? I think in Colossians 3.15, he said, God has stripped and Satan of all his power, left him powerless. We give him power with our words that we say out of the mouth. Right. We make him great. We make him awesome in our life. Then we have to fight what we made. Yeah. Like I said, he's not all that great. God has given him a name. Who made the name great? The power of your tongue. Who gave him a lot of words? Devil's always busy. <laughs> Why can't God be always busy? But see, when you say he's always busy, he said, thank you very much. I'll be busy in your life to make your life a miserable life because I'm always busy. You said I have to be busy, so I have no time after. I got to be busy making you miserable, busy doing things in your life because you said I'm always busy. So I'm busy making your life blind to your mind, making you think this and making you think that. Why? You said I was always busy. You know the devil, he's busy. I always say, why are you giving him work? Fire sucker. If I said anything wrong, guess who's going to get me when I leave this pulpit? <laughs> who is my supervisor? The Holy who? The Holy Spirit is my supervisor. Who is my boss? Jesus. Jesus. 
He hired me. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, if I said anything wrong, you know, when I step down, the Holy Spirit said, you know, so you know you said it's wrong. Okay. God's word called the promise, which do not exist as though the promise exists. That's what Abraham said. He believed even God. He can make the dead live. Yeah. And call what do not exist and do it exist. What do you mean by that, Dr. Betty? What are you believing God for? In the eyes of God, it already exists. It's waiting, you're waiting for the manifestation of it. But in the eyes of God, guess what? The promise, all the promises of God in him uh, yeah, in him, amen. Guess, those promises of God was made over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. You know how old those promises are, but they still exist today, and they're still full of the life of God, they're still full of the power of God. But this happened over 2,000 years ago when God said it was finished. Do you know how long it's been? Long before you were ever thought of coming up on this earth. It was happening over 2,000 years ago. The troubles were created in the past for the future. The present and the future. Just think about it. We are shouting and rejoicing over something that happened over 2,000 years ago. That's where 2,000 years ago. All the promises, they are in God. So remember, it said in God, that's 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. He said, I think, he said, all the promise of God in him, in him, uh, yea, in him, they are sealed with his amen to the glory of God. This happened over 2,000 years ago. Yes. And it went through generation, through generation, through generation. Same word, same God, same power. Same promise. Because yeah. in the Old Testament, they, they, they had a covenant with God. And that covenant that God will come and speak. But in this generation, we have the word of God to read. We can read it every day. Nothing stopping you from reading the, God, reading the word of God. It's like nothing stopping you from getting on that cell phone. Sometimes we get in trouble on our job on the cell phone. <laughs> Do you ever get in trouble on your job beating the battle? Huh? Yes, what? The Word of God is the, our only hope. When we look in the world, the world is coming to an end. It's coming to an end, really to an end. You're not rooted in the word of God, you are coming up. You are coming up. Because all of the word can keep you steadfast, unmovable. Not John and Eve speaking negative words on yourself. But you need to know the word of God for yourself and open your mouth and speak the word of God. Speak what you know. So when you speak the word of God, who are you speaking? You're speaking God to himself. Yes. God in his word of what? Word. You cannot separate the 
God from his word. He said in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. So what is you looking at? God. In his word. I don't see it, Dr. God dwells in every word that he's spoken out of his mouth. He dwells in his word. That's why he said, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. Well, how shall he live? By every word. By having word? Oh, you know you don't live by ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> he said you live by what? Every word. Not some of the words. The words that you don't even like. We like all the blessing words. But what about the word telling that you need to take off the old you and put on the new you? Live by those words. Okay. That's strength again. That's Second Corinthians one and twenty when I was saying all the promise of God in him. Do you remember they are dwelling in him? In him are uh, yes. And in him, in him, in him, amen. To the glory of God. They are in him already. They dwell in him, in his word. If, when I said dwell in him, they dwell in his word. In his word. In his word. All the promise of God dwells in God. All the promise of God were sealed with God, yes. And amen. Over 2,000 years ago. You don't have to pray him down. You're already here. <laughs> We worship him, but he already here. He, you brought him in. When you, each person that walked through those doors came in with God the Father, God the Son, dwelling in you. Honest. If we could cut you open, we would see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You don't have to feel him, but he need to know that he's there because his word says that your body is his dwelling place. Believe him. The Bible says have faith in God. Yeah. See, faith in faith is not power. Faith in an object makes faith powerful. And he said have faith in God. The strength of Abraham's faith were in what? The spoken word of God. The strength of the believer's faith are in the what? Spoken word of God. My faith is strengthened when I read the word of God and believe it. I believe that God sets apply all the church needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. That strengthened my faith. That keep me motivated. That keep me going. Because I will stand on this promise until Jesus comes. Regardless of what it looked like, what it seemed like, how impossible it may seem. It doesn't matter to me, but I know if God said it. If God said it, I know that's all I need to know who said it, who made the promise. If God made the promise, I am fully persuaded that God is able to perform proof fulfill what he had promised. Yes. If he made it, find out who made the promise. If Bubba made the promise, it's not going to come to pass. If you... But know who made the promise and know something about God's faithfulness and by his power. He said, I'm fully persuaded. He was convinced of God's ability 
to fulfill his promise. His situation, which we all know, will be on hope. Yet he believed in hope. Why? Because of the spoken word of God. It took his mind past hope. Somebody might say, well, you might want to give up, Dr. Betty, because all hope is gone. Uh-uh. You put in the Bible. We can believe past hope. There's never a hopeless situation that cannot be changed. You just have to believe past hope. Not this hope, but natural hope is gone. There's another hope that we cannot see. There's a spirit of hope that God has given every person that believes him. That you can stand, you can endure till the promise comes to pass. Yes, you can. You guys that do not faint because the devil know if you faint, you lose everything. If you start out trusting God for everything, must do not faint. Hold your ground. Stand still. Be unmovable. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh no. I'm not moving off this point. I've been standing too long on the grip now. I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna move. Hey, oh my God. I might I don't care what it looked like that God said to me, look not on the thing which you're seeing, but the thing which you're not seeing. What I not seen. It is the word, but it's not blind to me. I know what I'm standing for. I know what I ask God for. God says, stand still. And what you see, do not stand and say, oh, this is it. No, I know what I prayed for. Stay with your friends. Do you pray for a failure? Do you pray for defeat? Why are you acting like you defeated if you didn't pray for defeat? What do you pray for? But then stand in victory, walk in victory, act like you're victory. I mean, talking, huh? You know, you know, help me, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, you got to help me with that. I have a problem with that. I don't like whining, Christian. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, this is God that you have dwelling in you, and you can find space to whine and complain. <clears throat> Check yourself. Look at yourself. Talk to yourself. Amen. Pastor always said, speak to yourself. Say thing to yourself that if someone else said you'll fight, you'll get upset. Look at yourself. What is wrong with you? You know God is good. You know God is faithful. Why are you acting like that? Like you don't know God. Like you have never seen God. What is wrong with you? God is still God. Don't let your feeling control you. That's all it is. Your feeling that can get in there and control your life. That's why I said we need to sanctify our feeling with the word of God. Just sanctify your feeling. Let your feeling line up with your spirit. You can do it. The Bible said that we can do it. Make your feeling be subject to the word of God. Why? Bathe it in your, bathe it in the word of God. Praise God in such a way that it saturates your whole soul, mind, and body, and emotion. Worship and magnify God. Read the word of God till all you see is the word when you close your eyes. Bathe yourself in the word of God. So when you need it, you have a well supply. Say when you need the word, there's nothing there to draw from. Just like going to the bank, you done drew all your money out. You go in there expecting this. I said, Sir, I'm sorry. You don't have nothing in this bank. So, when it comes down to the Word of God, impact His Word in you. 
So you can have something to draw from, yes. to stand on. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, God bless you. My time is up.